I V M. It's done. It's over. 2022, the year that we all finally found out what it means to step out of our houses after being locked away for two years from the things we love. Wondering if we will ever see our friends again. Wondering if we'll ever go to a concert. Wondering if we'll ever watch a movie in the theater again. That's all behind us. 2022 was the year that we stepped out. But was it all worth it? What did it really mean for us? That's what we're here to talk about on this year ender episode. This is Storytellers and Storytellers live on tape. You're listening to Vineet Kanabar on the IVM Podcast Network, and this is, like I said, the year ender episode. We'll talk about some of the things that made this year what it was in pop culture. We'll talk about some of the best episodes we did this year. We'll talk about Spotify Wrapped for this podcast. All on the other side of this break, go nowhere. This is the last episode of this year. Storytellers and storytellers back after these messages. So this was a big year for the show. We released 37 episodes, sort of 37 episodes. That is mad. When we started this show, it was a tough thing to keep doing more than 8 or 9 episodes on the bounce. We always had a week lost here, a week lost there. This year, except for the three-month period which I had taken off in the middle of the year to go enjoy my life, we've done an episode every single week, man. That is massive. According to the Spotify rap for this show, which, and this was the first year that I saw a Spotify rap for storytellers and storytellers, the show was rated 4.9 out of 5 on Spotify. 4.9. That's massive. Thank you so much for giving us that love. The show was the top podcast for about 350 people. I mean, those numbers may not sound the biggest for you, but for someone who started this show just as a way of sharing some of the learnings that you have, that's a huge number. The show was also top five for 1,200 people and top 10 for about 1,700 people. That's that's huge in my book, and my effort is to now. Take this show further and make it bigger, and and I know that the IVM team is excited about doing that as well. It's truly amazing to see this love for the show. Thank you all for listening. We started this year on a massive note, talking to Vivek Krishnani, the MD of Universal. We talked about Spider-Man: No Way Home and how that was a massive, massive film in 2021. We ended this year talking to Archana Shah, who is an author, a textile entrepreneur, and a sustainability expert, talking about how fashion really needs to reduce its carbon footprint. Along the way, we had some amazing guests on the show, and here I'm going to just tell you some of the episodes that I enjoyed doing the most, the episodes that I have heard a lot of love from you about. We had Usha Uthup on this show. We talked to Usha Uthup for three hours. That is just the pinnacle of my achievement in life so far. I think. to sit and talk to a legend like Usha ji about her life about what she's done about where she has been and her experiences we had her sing in russian and ukrainian this was around the time that the war was just starting and she in a wish for peace sang for us in russian and ukrainian check out that episode if you love usha utop check out that episode if you really want to go behind the scenes and truly know uh, one of the gems of indian music we also talked to the evil dhawal parap that was our first episode back in the studio we had dhawal down we spoke to him again for about 2 to 1 and a half hours in a two part episode that is his personal history of gali rap 
from the streets of Bandra where he would run ciphers at bandstand to sharing space with Ranveer Singh and Divine and the biggest artists in Indian hip-hop. Tawal's two-parter is just a wonderful recapturing of what the story of Gali Rap in India is. If you want to tune in to the rise of Indian hip-hop, that episode is required listening for you. We had a bunch of fabulous musicians this time around, right? We also talked to Of, the guy who's behind the music of Geraya, one of the best music albums of the year. Of told us about his inspiration, about what he did to go from a relatively unknown producer to an overnight sensation being sought after by almost everyone in the industry. Fantastic episode. We also had a bunch of amazing creators on the show. When I started this podcast, the whole idea was to talk to a lot of creators, talk to them about how they do, what they do, how they make money, how they plan their careers, how they plan their content, how they engage with their fans. And I think this year, we had some of the most accomplished creators come into the studio and share their journeys and knowledge and wisdom with us. We had Saloni Gore and Neil Gogia talking about their partnership as a creator and a manager and how they can plan their, how they've planned Saloni's career together. We had MSK, the man, MSK, who was sitting right where Saurav is sitting right now, telling us about how he's planning his MSK heritage tour where he's visiting every single UNESCO heritage site. I love talking to MSK, man. That guy is... So down to earth, so humble, so insightful, so driven. And it was just one of the best moments of the year talking to him, sitting where I am right now, actually. We had the man, Daniel Mack. Man, I think second only to that moment with Usha Uthup was the moment where I got to ask Daniel Mack, hey man, what do you do for a living? Daniel was down here for the Meta Creator Day. IVM team pulled some magic strings and we recorded, I think for the first time ever on a Saturday. And it was just magical speaking to him to understand how a creator really goes global, what his ambitions are, how he's planning his revenue, how he's planning his content, what he wants to do beyond going around asking people, what do you do for a living? That was a massive, massive episode. You should absolutely check that out. I also talked to Nikhil Advani about Rocket Boys. I love the show. I love everything about India's space program. I think it's something that us as Indians should really, really be proud of. And uh, talking to Nikhil about how he brought that show to life was, was smashing as well. We talked like I said, talk to Nikhil Advani about Rocket Boys. We talked to the Sangya project about sex toys. That was massive as well. I think um, a new territory for our show. We explored various new territories this time around. We talked to Imbasat Ahmed about the education system in the country. Like I said, we talked to Archana Shah about sustainability. We talked to so many amazing guests. And we got so much love from both our guests, from our fans. So thank you so much once again for tuning in two storytellers and story sellers this year and thanks to the IVM team sort of sitting across me looking at me like Ki kya bol raha hai? as he usually does when I'm recording but it's been awesome and we're going to continue doing some of these stories take some new steps as we go into 2023 but enough about the show this episode is about some pop culture moments out of this year that really stayed with me. I'm going to share some stats with you. I'm going to share some observations with you. I'm going to share what I took away from an exciting but truly weird year, right? I mean, to me, sort of it felt like this year people just said, fuck it. Mujhe jo karna hai, main karunga, right? I have spent two years not being allowed to do the things I love and this year nobody else can tell me what to do. I'm going to listen to heavy metal in the morning and I'm going to follow that up with guzzles. I'm going to wash dishes while listening to sex education podcasts. It's just been an, an amazing year just seeing the diverse kinds of things that people have spent their time on, right? 
what I want to do is talk you through some of the big stories in sports, music, movies, and then leave you with some of my notes on those, right? To start the year, I think the big sports story that came out in Jan was Novak Djokovic. Now, I'm a big Djokovic fan. I really well, I liked his style, but uh, the big Serbian came out as an anti-vaxxer in January and he said, I'm not going to get vaccinated. It was the most ridiculous thing I have heard anyone say ever. If you've not been vaccinated, go get vaccinated. Just don't be stupid, right? But big man Novak said, nope. And he went to Australia and they didn't let him step out of his hotel. He got deported. He's won the Australian Open nine times. Nine times. This could have been his 10th time. He got deported. He did win the Wimbledon later this year, but he got deported from a tournament that he's won nine times. He also wasn't allowed to participate at the US Open. Novak, was it worth it? I'm asking you this straight. Was it worth it? I don't think it was worth it. I think you should go and get vaccinated. The other big story that came out this year is something that's part of my childhood, or at least from a time when I used to follow cricket far more religiously, was the passing of Shane Vaughan. I think Shane Vaughan is one of those magical greats of cricket that you grow up wanting to be. Uh, I used to be a leg spinner when I was young, and I wanted to be to spin the ball like Shane Vaughan. I mean, the guy was a legend on the pitch. He was a rebel and a maverick of it. My favorite Shane Warne story is how he was once contracted to a anti-smoking campaign, right? He had contract for three years where he was not supposed to be smoking and he could not be photographed or seen smoking. And this man would have made a shit ton of money if he was not smoking. And about two and a half years into the contract, this is about six months away, I, maybe six months, maybe a little more away from, you know, seeing that pot of gold at the end of the non-smoking rainbow. And this guy gets photographed smoking. And obviously he doesn't get any of that money. What's really fun to know about this is that at the Oval, which is Shane Vaughan's, one of Shane Vaughan's favorite hunting ground, I think Shane Vaughan has the best bowling average at the Oval among cricketers who've taken more than 50 wickets, I think. There is a corner, which is now called the Shane Bond Smoking Corner. So at the gallery at the Oval, if you ever visit, go and get a picture at the Shane Vaughan Smoking Corner, which they put up right after his funeral. And I think that's a that's a lovely touch to remember one of the greats of our game. Uh, you will be missed, Shane Vaughan. On actual cricketing fronts this year though, Pakistan, our friends from across the border, they managed to lose all respect from the cricketing world after their loss to Zimbabwe. I was at home in Nagpur when that match was happening. And I think it was six balls to go, four runs to score. And my dad and I were watching the match together. And I got up because I had a call to take. So I got up, I said, Pops, no way they're losing from here, right? And I was on my call about five or seven minutes later. And my dad comes out, both arms raised, screaming, Pakistan, Hargai, Pakistan, Hargai, Pakistan. It was mad. I could not believe it that this is what has happened, right? That a team could conspire to lose that game by one run. And then after all of that, to come back and get to the final, they played pretty badly in the final, to be honest. Just pretty much handing the cup to England. But what a story, man. I mean, to be in that situation after that whole Virat Kohli innings against Pakistan after losing so, so demoralizingly poorly to, to Zimbabwe to come back and play the final, I think it's a big story 
for Asian cricket, definitely. And, and and kudos to Pakistan for making it there. Not so many kudos for handing the cup to England. But hey, England made a hash of their own football quarterfinal against France. So at least we don't have to suffer English sports fans going, it's coming home anymore. More on that in a second. Now, I, I don't know if you've heard what the biggest story in sports this year was. I have, I, I'm certain that you haven't heard about Lionel Messi winning the World Cup, right? Like, I'm pretty sure. Nobody's heard that, right? Nobody knows. That just happened in a quiet, in a quiet corner, right? I think such a heartwarming end to the Lionel Messi World Cup arc, right? The World Cup trophy itself originally used to be called the Hools Rime Trophy. It was retired in 1970 after Pele won his third World Cup with Brazil. So the trophy that you get now is actually a different trophy. It's not the Hools Rime Trophy, but hey, it's Messi. He got his hands on the World Cup. What's interesting is that this was a strange World Cup, right? I felt very awkward watching those games after the whole Qatar $300 billion spent sports washing, their entire image, the human rights crisis, all of that, right? But look at how fate plays out that you have the most heartwarming story of a guy who is almost universally loved. I don't know anyone who hates Messi, right? There are people who hate Ronaldo. Right, I am increasingly in that corner. There's nobody who hates Messi. And then $300 billion spent to have a picture of Messi wearing that bisht and holding the World Cup up. It worked out well for Qatar, right? Again, I'm not sure if you heard that it was the best World Cup final ever, right? You had Mbappe, you have Martinez. Even the semifinals was a mad affair. Modric doing his best. Um, again, I'm not sure if you've heard of any of this before. I'm certain that you've not heard of the part that stood out to me the most about the World Cup final and that has got nothing, absolutely zilch, fuck all, to do with football. It has to do with Salt Bay, right? Salt Bay. The chef, the chef is a guy called Nusrat Gokche, right? And he's famous for doing that salt thing over his Elbow, a lot of famous people go to his restaurant, super expensive. I think the cheapest bottle of wine that you have there is about 500 pounds or something like that. This is ridiculous. This guy is a friend of Gianni Infantino, who is the FIFA president. Now, this guy decides to come to the World Cup final. He's invited by Mr. Infantino, who looks like a sort of budget version of Jeff Bezos also, right? Which is like weird Lex Luthor vibe there as well, right? Like a, a putty... Sculpture of Jeff Bezos that's slightly melting in the Qatari heat. Kind of like that, right? Now, Salt Bay at the, at the behest of Mr. Infantino is at the World Cup final. And he's just seen, you know, Messi getting his hands on the trophy and he's seeing everyone celebrate. And this guy, he becomes like that drunk uncle at your wedding, right? And he just follows Messi around, pulling at his shoulder saying, Bro, my photo ke jana. Bro, my photo. Right? Okay, that's still okay. Messi's expression is like, dude, who the hell are you? Why are you wasting time here, right? After that, the Argentina team players are trying to get their pictures clicked with the World Cup that they've toiled for years to try and win. And this guy is just standing there holding the World Cup trophy instead of the players who've won it. Now, I don't know if you guys know this. I'm certain you guys don't know this. That the World Cup trophy is really a haloed piece of, of sporting equipment, right? Nobody's allowed to touch it. The only people who are allowed to touch it are people who have actually won the World Cup, heads of state, and people who are required to transport it, right? So even if you see how the World Cup trophy was brought out, it was two previous winners of the World Cup trophy carrying it to the podium. And then you have our man Salt Bay, 
who's like ye trophy mera hai bro <laughs> he's kissing the trophy he's holding the trophy he's defiled the world cup trophy and to me that is just a sign of the times man we've given creators so much power and so much importance that they seem to have taken over our world i mean sure he's famous and he's popular and all of that but he has no place at the world cup and to me that was sort of an in, the enduring image of of the world cup final right of course messi and and di maria and tinez doing that whole weird thing with the golden glove trophy was all on one side and this guy undeservingly trying to hog the limelight was the other thing which which i just could not tolerate at all that said messi winning the world cup is just a predestined story i think anyone who's followed football for a long time was wishing for it to happen mbappe playing a blinder in the final massive tournament for the guy he's already won it once before i don't think he'll uh, and he'll get another chance to come back and do it again maybe but messi winning just such a heartwarming story at the end of a very strange world cup from sport over to music and i'm talking indian music specifically it's been a big big year for indian music i think all the artists that have put out amazing work over the past few years all the new artists that have come to the fore over the past few years have really taken the year by storm but the biggest biggest story this year was the crowning of a new king Arpan Kumar Chandel popularly known as King landed on the scene with the song Tu Aake Dekh Le he closed this year out with a massive hit called Maan Meri Jaan Maan Meri Jaan if you've heard the song you know it's a catchy as fuck tune is being played everywhere everyone knows the lyrics i saw king perform a few weeks ago and everyone in the crowd knew that song which is massive for a new artist right the biggest thing about maan meri jaan is that earlier this month it broke the record for the highest daily streams on spotify in india with over 1.82 million daily streams that beat out kesariya kesariya logged 1.8 some earlier in july when it launched which was the highest per day streams up until maan meri jaan came out which is which is a big thing i think it's a it's a tectonic shift in how India listens to music right film music has always been our go to even now 80% of our music is film music whether it's in hindi or other languages but with king and the power of artists with the kind of social media following that they have with the kind of frequency with which they're releasing great music this is a big big tipping point shout out to music journalist amit gurbaksani he was the guy who's been tracking this you should also check out a podcast that amit's just done with akhila shankar talking about the top 10 tracks of 2022 king the big story out of indian music this year watch him he's going to be big i think the only people at his level right now are folks like emi webantai divine maybe even ar rahman very soon who knows but the rise and rise of indian hip hop continues and king is the new king for this year of course the other big story in music if you look at how the world was was a man called kanye west terrible human being in general used to be a great music producer at a certain point in time he's trying his best to get deplatformed with various views about jews and other communities that's all i'm going to say about kanye west don't listen to him just don't it's not worth it don't sell your soul by trying to separate the art from the artist there are other artists that you can listen to there is our man kendrick there are new rappers emerging hell just listen to drake if you must but don't listen to kanye west the biggest story in movies and i swear this is the last big story i'll share with you was rrr the ss rajamouli epic ended up grossing how much how much do you think 
RRR made this year? 1200 crores. RRR made 1200 crores globally. It was made for a budget of about 500-550 crores, something like that, which is an obscene amount of money. But to make 1200 crores is just huge, right? It also set the internet on fire. White people discovered South Indian movies. Suddenly, white people were like, wow, that's so amazing. There's a tiger. I don't know why India has to have tigers, but it's great. I mean, I I love the fact that white people suddenly discovered RRR and went bonkers. I've seen RRR featured on top 10 movie lists from a lot of bloggers and creators and, and publications, which is huge. It's also interesting that it's something that's being lauded for action sequences, the dance, the bromance. It's been lauded by some amazing people. Hideo Kojima, the legendary video game director, had SS Rajamoli on his podcast, Hideo Kojima Presents, talking about working together. Rajamoli talks about how he's been dabbling in gaming. Kojima talks about how he'd love to collaborate with Rajamoli. I think that's something to watch out for eventually when it happens. There's also been a little bit of criticism of RRR, right? There's been talk of how RRR just reinforces the cast angle, how the two characters are are presented, how they're seated, how they engage with each other, which is an interesting commentary and it's an important commentary to have for, for major films, right? I think we've always tried to shy away from talking about cast in mainstream Indian movies. I remember watching Three Idiots, which is the story of three folks, three students at IIT and that had no mention of cast either, right? Or for that matter, a web series like Panchayat that doesn't talk about cast either. So it's important that we're highlighting these problems. I think the more pertinent issue that I had with RRR was if you compare some of the big movies out of, say, Korean cinema over the past couple of years that have made it big, right? Whether it's Parasite or Decision to Leave, which is the big movie this year, they present Korean people and Korean society as it is today. They present them as characters, they present them as people, they present them as relationships and problems. Whereas there is still some strange fascination with presenting India as a land of tigers and song and dance and color and and scale, which I find a little, I wouldn't say problematic, but I find a little regressive. However, it's important that we have finally broken through. I think we've talked about why Indian content doesn't break through to the mainstream globally many times on this podcast. We've talked about it to, we've asked guests who work in global content ecosystems about what it needs to do for this to happen. And I'm, I'm pretty impressed with 1200 crores of, of global growth, but it comes with, with a little bit of a rider. Those are my three things. Those are three big pop culture things that stayed with me that I wanted to share on this year ender. I've had a great year. I mean, I have traveled, watched stuff, met some of my favorite people, people I look up to, been to lots of concerts, man. Lots of concerts. Peter Catter Counting Company, King, Kayan. I've been to too many, too many concerts this year. I've seen some amazing shows as well. I want to share some of the shows that I like. I really liked watching this year. There was White Lotus, which has recently wrapped up its second season. Phenomenal show, right? And tags back to what I was talking about earlier about how you need to present characters as people, as flawed individuals, and and explore their relationships. Beautiful, beautiful show. It was a great year for folks who like fantasy. The Rings of Power, Sandman, House of the Dragon, uh, all three came out around the same time. Massive, massive shows. If you like any of that, don't, don't, don't miss it. Great year for music as well. Some of the biggest artists released albums this year. You had Beyonce, Drake, Kendrick Lamar, Anuv Jain, Arctic Monkeys. So many amazing big name albums coming out this year. 
But the three that I really liked for IBBO Sound Machine, Wet Leg and SOS by Scissor, check out those albums. You will not be disappointed. That's it, actually. I thought this would be a 15-minute episode. We ended up talking for 30. Actually, I ended up talking for 30. But that's it. That's the year. I hope you had fun listening to the show. I hope you had fun doing whatever it is that you did this year. It was a year that we were released from our cages, from our COVID cages. Although China is still grasped by COVID. It feels like COVID is having separation anxiety from us. On that note, I will have no separation anxiety from 2022. I'm looking forward to a fantastic 2023. As we continue to build the show and do some amazing content work here, have a fantastic year. Have a fantastic end of the year. Have a fantastic beginning of the year. Buy that gym membership. Go to the gym. Stay fit. Stay healthy. Uh, drink lots of water. Don't smoke too much. I'm not your mom. That's it. This is Vinny Kanabar saying goodbye. Goodbye.